Well, I want to welcome you to the Hills Church at home. Hey, I encourage you to go to our website, hillschurcharcadia.org. Download today's message notes. There's some verses that will be important for you to go over that we probably won't hit on our time together. And when you go to our website, one of the things that you can do is download the kids' activity sheet and stay tuned to the um, yearly chronological Bible. We're reading through the Bible this entire year. Boy, what a great goal to get God's word into your heart, into your mind, coming out of your mouth. So you can follow along. You can either uh, click on the link to go to the app to follow along or download the PDF. Keep it in your Bible uh, as you read. Well, um, today's title is, we've been looking at miracles. Have you heard of Jesus? Have you heard of Jesus? We've been reading this verse each time we get started. In fact, we've been reading this verse for the last several months in Mark chapter 1, verse 15. And Jesus says these words, The time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe the gospel. Repent and believe the gospel. Turn from those old ways, the old thinking, the old way that you thought it was going to work, and and believe what the gospel says. Believe what the gospel says. You know, there's a verse that um, I like to read out of the message translation, Romans chapter 12, verse 1. It's the last part. The Apostle Paul says this, but I love how this translation says, Don't become so well adjusted to your culture that you fit into it without even thinking. Instead, fix your attention on God and you'll be changed from the inside out. Don't become so well adjusted that you fit into it, that you're really mindless, thoughtless of the ways of God. Fix your attention on God and you'll be changed from the inside out. That's that repent and believe the gospel. Well, let me read this verse as we get going. In fact, um, if you have your Bibles, you can go with us today to Mark chapter 5. We'll get over there in just a minute, Mark chapter 5. But in Acts chapter 10, verse 38, we get this scripture that says, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power, who went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. He was anointed with the Holy Spirit and power. We know the Holy Spirit came upon him at baptism. We know that his first miracle was turning the water to wine. We know that the power came out of him. We know that he was led into the wilderness by the Spirit, and he came out of the wilderness in the power of the Spirit, but what's interesting, he went about doing good, healing all who were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. You know, many times I love to look up in the original language the different meanings, because especially um, when we look at this verse that was done in the Greek, the words sometimes mean something more have we translated into how we speak into English. In fact, that word healing is the word to cure, to heal and to make whole. He went about doing good, healing, right? Curing, 
healing to make whole. He all who were oppressed by who? The devil. That word oppressed in the Greek is harsh control. To use one's power against another. Harsh control, right? Oppression. Oppressed. Harsh control against another. And that interesting word that God was, that word with, right? That which was joined together. Interesting, that's that's the same word that we read about husband and wife becoming one, joining together. Jesus joined with God, not separate. He only did what he saw the Father do. He only said what he heard the Father said. But he cured and made whole those that were oppressed, beaten down, harsh control. He brought freedom to those that are captive. I want you to remember that as we go through our verses today. In fact, one of the things that we read, let me read a, another verse here in Matthew chapter 4, verse 23. And Jesus went about all Galilee, teaching in their synagogues, preaching the gospel of the kingdom, and healing all kinds of sicknesses and all kinds of disease among the people. All kinds, right? Of both sicknesses and disease. Matthew, we read this. In fact, it's one of the things that are said when John the Baptist is wanting just to confer that, you know, is this Jesus who he is? He's locked up in prison. Jesus says, the blind see, the lame walk, the lepers are cleansed, the deaf hear, the dead are raised, and the poor have the gospel preached to him. Matthew chapter 8, verse 15. And when evening had come, they brought to him many who were demon-possessed. And he cast out the spirits with what? A word. And healed all who were sick. So when we read about this in Jesus. We see about his ministry of healing and curing all kinds of diseases. Those that are oppressed, that are under harsh control, that the devil has beaten down. But we pick up this story in Mark chapter 5. Now, if you've been with us the last couple of weeks, we, we looked at the uh, miracles on the Sea of Galilee. We saw the ones that the disciples were afraid. Jesus is asleep in the boat and a pillow. But they get to the other side and they meet the madman of Gadara. And we looked at the thing two weeks ago. We looked at the difference that the disciples said, who can this be? And when Jesus got out of the boat on the land and that demon-possessed man, the demons knew that was Jesus son of the most high God. Different perspective. I want you to remember today that you serve Jesus, the son of the most high God. Mark chapter five, and I want to pick this up in verse 21. Now remember, um, after this man is freed, those demons are cast into the swine. The swine go over the hill and die. The people come, they want Jesus to leave. Then the guy that's been freed from all the demons wants to be with Jesus. Jesus says, no, you need to stay here. In fact, the guy goes and witnesses in 10 different cities, and Jesus will come back in Mark chapter 7 and minister in those areas, starting with 4,000 people. Well, now they go back to the other side, and we read this story. Now, when Jesus had crossed over again by boat to the other side, a great multitude gathered to him, and he was by the sea. 
And behold, one of the rulers of the synagogue came, Jairus by name. And when he saw him, he fell at his feet and begged him earnestly saying, my daughter lies at the point of death. Come and lay your hands on her that she may be healed and she will live. So Jesus went with him and a great multitude followed him and thronged him. Now a certain woman who had a flow of blood for 12 years and had suffered many things from many physicians. She had spent all that she had and was no longer better, but grew worse. When she heard about Jesus, when she heard about Jesus, she came behind him in the crowd and touched his garment, for she said, if only I may touch his clothes, I shall be made well. Immediately the fountain of her blood was dried up and she felt in her body that she was healed of the affliction. Notice that she felt in her body that she was healed of the affliction. And Jesus, immediately knowing in himself that power had gone out of him, turned around in the crowd and said, who touched my clothes? But his disciples said to him, you see this multitude thronging you and you say, who touched my clothes? And he looked around to see her who had done this thing. But the woman, fearing and trembling, knowing what had happened to her, came and fell down before him and told him the whole truth. And he said to her daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be healed of your affliction. He said to her daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be healed of your affliction. So Lord, we thank you for your words today. As we look at this woman unnamed in the Bible who had been suffering, Lord, we pray that we would all in our own hearts follow what she did in both knowing the stories of Jesus and making her way through whatever crowd it was to, that she knew that if she touched him, that she would be made whole. Lord, give us insight. We thank you for your Holy Spirit that teaches us today. In Jesus' name, amen. So we read this in Mark chapter 5. In fact, what's interesting is where Jesus is going is Jesus has just had one of the rulers of the synagogue. Jesus is probably taught in his synagogue. He falls at his feet. His daughter is sick, and Jesus is going to go with him. Notice this. Jesus never turns away when anybody asks him. You know, you and I have the if you've ever noticed this, if maybe you've gone to the grocery store and you're in a hurry, you got to get back and you run into somebody and you're trying to think in your mind, they want to talk with you and you're trying to think, man, I got to, I got to get going. Or a, a neighbor comes up and wants to talk with you and you've got to get inside because you've got a, a phone call that's coming in. We always find ourselves when we get stopped on somewhere we're going, we always try to figure a way to get out of it. Not Jesus. He's not too busy for somebody unnamed in the Bible 
that's going to touch him. In fact, we read in the Bible, it's a funny word. We read the word thronged, right? Thronged, that everybody was touching him, surrounding him. In fact, the wording really means that he's like getting pressed upon, stifled, choked. Everybody's in there. Everybody's touching. That's why the disciples say, what do you mean who touched you? Everybody's touching you. But this was a different touch. This wasn't everybody being a fanboy. This is Jesus. This is a woman that has a different circumstance. In fact, we know that her condition she's had for 12 years, the Bible said. So I just wrote some dates down. We're in the year 2022. That would be like if you've had a condition like this from 2010 to 2022, right? You're dealing with this not only every day, every hour. It's in your mind. And it hasn't just been done in a month. It's going over a year upon you. You are now living with this. Living with this situation. 12 years. We read that um, one is she spent all the money she had. She was trying to get treatments. And then the doctors made her worse. So her physical her emotional and her financial position is getting worse every day. And it's been getting worse every year. And there's nobody that is in the crowd advocating for her. Nobody brought her to Jesus. She doesn't know anybody, evidently, to have an appointment with Jesus. But when she heard about Jesus, so what did she hear? The things that Jesus did. You know, we read that verse how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and power who went out doing good, healing all that were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. She heard the stories, and they weren't just stories. They became life to her. There was some uh, plan in motion that if she knew that she could just get close enough and touch him, that she would be healed. In fact, we read in Luke chapter 8 that this uh, from this that she came from behind him and touched the border of his garment. So this isn't like she's able to touch and he's laying hands purposely. Jesus had no idea, but you know what she was going to do? She was going to use whatever elbow to get through that crowd to reach in to touch whatever hinge or frim, fringe of her garment so that she could be healed. You know, most of the time, when we look at the miracles of Jesus, people told Jesus exactly what they needed. This lady didn't dare say a word because, according to the law, Leviticus chapter 15, she was unclean. Nobody could sit in the same chair or the same be at the same table as her. She most likely lived in isolation. Because anything or anyone that she touched would be ceremonial unclean. So what type of emotional suffering of, is that, that being around people, you're unclean? Sitting around people, you're unclean. Maybe now she thought, I'm not going to say a word. I'm going to slip through this crowd. I'm going to touch his garment. I'm going to be healed. Then I'm going to slip away and I'll begin a new life. Well, that would all last for just a few seconds until Jesus turned around and said, who touched me? 
You know, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 21 says, For he made him who knew no sin to be sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God in him. Now, Jesus is anointed to heal. Jesus is going to suffer on the cross for every sin, past, present, future. Every sickness of disease, past, present, future. He would become that sin. Jesus turns around and says, who touched me? The disciples are like, what do you mean who touched you? Everybody's touching you. You know, everybody's touching you. This was different. This was a different touch. This wasn't somebody wanting to touch to say, I touched Jesus. This was somebody that had heard about Jesus, who had seen doctors, specialists, had been on whatever medications, nothing worked, nothing healed her, but she knew there was absolute hope in Jesus because the Bible said that she said, if I only touch him, I will be made whole. Romans chapter 10, verse 17, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. She's got no Bible. She's got got nothing she carries around. She's listening to Old Testament readings in the synagogue if she's even going to the synagogue because of her condition. She's probably staying out of the public, but she heard the stories of Jesus. She had faith in the stories that she heard. She believed in the stories that she heard, and she knew that if she just touched that hem of the garment, she would be made whole. Now, we know this, according to the Bible, There's no special power in Jesus's garments because at the foot of the cross, the soldiers were gambling over who would get the garments. So there was no special powers. We don't hear of them either being healed or set in their right mind or or wanting to stop all of this. There's no special powers. There's power found in Jesus and what we read in the story. There's power found when you know the stories of Jesus You know what Jesus is going to do, and you've been saying to yourself over and over, this is the power of what he's going to do. You know, we see this in action from just this woman. She knew she's speaking God's word. She's clarifying that she knows in touching Jesus, she'll be healed. Her faith is built up from the stories. And she knows if she touches Jesus, She's going to tap into God's power. Interesting. Can we make that personal today? Speaking God's word to clarify your situation. So what is your situation today? What are you going through? Physical, financial, emotional. What are the verses that you have written out of what God says about your situation? Are you building up your faith? in that area in God's word, the stories. Have you found a story even about Jesus that you can tap into? And are you connecting with his power? Are you having faith in what he says? You know, so I want to pray for you today. Whatever situation you find yourself into, I want to pray for you today. Before I do, I was remembering a story. When I used to speak at some camps, I remember speaking at a camp locally in Southern California And the only thing I really remembered about the story was the uh, conclusion that had happened a couple of years later. 
And I didn't remember it even when this couple had come up to me. And evidently at this one camp, uh, this couple had come up. And after they began to share with me later what had happened, I remember them coming up being so emotional. They were youth leaders at their church. They began to talk to me about the struggle of having kids. And that was the number one thing they wanted pray, prayer for. And I remember praying for them. And again, many times, and people have experienced this, you pray for people, boy, you actually, actually can tell that something changed. I don't remember anything about this couple. I just remember praying for them. I remember them being really emotional about it, that this wasn't just, you know, something that was a little bit of a delay, but this was something that this was a struggle. Well, Fast forward then a couple years, two or three years later, and I met the same camp and this couple comes up to me and they're talking to me and I, I'm not remembering, you know, where I met them or who they were. And I remember them saying something like, don't you remember us? Don't you, you prayed for us a couple of years ago that we would have kids. And they pulled a picture out. And if I remember right, the picture was of them and, and their two kids. She said, God was faithful over our lives. We were able to have children. We just wanted to come up and say, thank you. And I immediately said this, that I said, you know, I didn't remember. And I want to encourage you guys today that you were believing God. You stepped out and believed God. You got this beautiful family now today. And I remember they begin to cry. And, and I said, here's what's so powerful. Now you've learned something how to tap into what God does, have faith in what God says. Now, I knew from that day, I didn't have some gift to pray over people to have babies or anything like that. It was something they tapped into. So I want to pray for you today as like what we just mentioned, clarify what God says about your situation in his word. Begin to speak his promises over your life and begin to connect into his power. She touched. We don't have anything we can touch, but by faith, we know that God's power is there. The same Jesus, he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. So Father, I pray today, and you know every situation, you know everything that is physical, emotional, you know every struggle. In fact, maybe there's people either listening or watching that have been in this similar situation, that um, specialists have not made it better. They spent all that they had. They're at the end of the rope, but for Jesus. Lord, clarify in their heart the stories, that it's not stories for us to read, just to read about this is life for those who find it. It's health to their flesh. And I agree with them today that whatever situation they're facing, that by your stripes, they are healed. That they walk in peace. That they begin to speak by faith your words over their life. You went about doing good, healing all that were oppressed by the devil. That today they are whole, no longer harassed. And we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. In fact, I always encourage you, if you have a prayer request, a praise report, reach out to us either by the social media platform that you are viewing or listening. You can go to our website, hillschurcharcadia.org, click on the contact button, let us know, let us pray for you, or just email us, info at hillschurcharcadia.org. Read Mark 5. 
we'll see some unknown name of somebody that tapped into Jesus's power today. You know, we'll receive our tithes and offerings at this time. And I love this one verse, Psalm 1, 1 through 3. Blessed is the man that walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord. And in his law, he meditates day and night. And he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bring forth its fruit in its season, whose leaf shall not wither, and whatever he does shall prosper. It's interesting that the Bible says that we're to be people that delight and meditate in his word. And the example that we will be is like a tree. That's usually not a compliment. I wouldn't compliment my wife when going out or doing something saying, you know, you, you look really good. You look like our, the tree in our backyard. That's not a, a compliment. But this example of this tree is a tree, strong, healthy, because it's by the rivers of water, blessed, fruit in its season, right? Producing fruit, and it will not wither. The leaf doesn't wither. Whatever he does prospers. Pray this prayer with me today over our giving. As I give in today's offering, I delight myself in the word of God, and I will meditate in the word day and night. Let my life be fruitful and full of impact for his kingdom. And my giving is blessed and honors the Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. If you're giving today, you can go to our website, hillschurcharcadia.org. You can click on the give button on the top right hand of the screen. It's fast, safe, and secure as you give. Or you can write to us. You can give by mail, the Hills Church. P.O. Box 661419, Arcadia, California, 91066. And the Lord bless you for your giving, your support, and your faithfulness. And as we do each and every week, we end with Psalm 121, 1 and 2. I look up to the hills, but where does my help come from? The woman with the issue of blood, where was her help from? From the Lord, from Jesus. My help comes from the Lord who made the heavens and the earth. The Lord bless you. You have a great day. Read those scriptures over and over. Clarify your situation in God's word. And by faith, speak his promises over your life and watch what he does in Jesus' name. Amen.